This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, the senior pastor of Metamorphosis Christian Center, Pastor Fumi Ashaolu. Remain blessed as you listen. you kings and priests you're not sitting down yet please open to hebrews 11 i'm going to read from verse 32 this is the word of god as we read as we focus on it as we pay attention the faith of god is released into us in the name of jesus We'll read from verse 32 all the way to 40. And we're going to do the same thing for the second meeting. But I want us to read all um, nine verses. All right, let's go together. We need to read out loud. And what more shall I say? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah. Also of David and Samuel the prophets. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, walked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Who, women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still, others are trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonments. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were tempted, were slain with a sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. And all this, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. Verse 40, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Eternal Rock of Ages will bless your name this morning. Faithful God, our keeper, our redeemer, our lover, the preserver of our lives, we give glory to you this morning. We worship you in the beauty of holiness. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to come to you. We thank you for the opportunity to worship, the opportunity to look upon your face, the opportunity to have the light from your face shine upon us, O God. We are grateful to you for the privilege of being called your own. We are grateful to you for the privilege of being taught your ways. Lord, we ask that you receive our thanks this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, we have come to look at the perfect law of liberty we ask your word says you 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 look at the scriptures thinking in them you will have life lord we pray that even as we look at your word this morning let life be released yet again to us in jesus name let adjustments be made in our lives in the name of jesus let faith rise within us in the name of jesus father we bless you thank you for the presence of your holy spirit in this place Thank you for his operations. None is hindered in the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, you have liberty. You have control. You are in charge. Run swiftly as you desire and do as much as you have intended in this place this morning. For we have asked in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Please have your seats. Good morning, church. 
Good morning. All right, so um, this morning I'm just, we're just going to go ahead with, is this timepiece talking to me or timer? I'm sure it is not talking to me. Please let it talk to me. Thank you very much. Um, so we're going to go ahead. We've been on since, since July. Yes, since July. We've been on um, the topic, gleanings from Hebrews 11. We've been looking, we started out looking at Romans 10, 17 that says the, 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 the righteous or the just shall live by his faith. And we, we felt led to go take a look at Hebrews 11 and we have been, we have been quote and unquote, talking Hebrews 11 for some months, looking at um, the heroes of faith and learning several things about these people. And I trust God that faith is being, is being stirred up inside you. You know, part of what we were looking at initially is that our faith will rise. You know, we're saying we'll come to understand what faith is. You'll be able to say categorically that this is what faith is. And we started out looking at Hebrews 11.1 1, that says to us that faith is what? Is the confident assurance that what I am believing God for will happen. It's going to happen. Amen. It is going to happen. It's the evidence of what I have not seen. I have not yet seen. Faith is the evidence of that thing that I haven't seen yet. It's the confident assurance that what I'm trusting God for will happen. It will definitely happen. So we've, um, for some weeks, we've looked at what faith is. And we have established a couple of things. You know, still last week, we were looking at the fact that faith does not come any other way except by the word of God. Amen. Faith comes as we listen to the word of God, as we hear God, as we pay attention to God, as we focus on God. You know, whether you are reading the scriptures, which will be the logos, you know, is the word that we call logos. Amen. If your neighbor is, uh, needs help, please just tap him or her. And you might need to do that all through the meeting. If you think the person is a bit challenged. Amen. Be your brother's keeper. All right. So we looked at the fact that... Um, Faith does not come any other way except through listening to the word of God. It's either you are reading the word as the Logos. The Bible says this word in its own has no, it has no life in, of itself, but the life of God is in it. As you read, the Lord can, you know, um, shine his light upon it, put life on it, and then he comes alive and it becomes a Rema word. It becomes a word that God highlights to you. Amen. And you can run with it. There are times you are in the quietness of your room, the quietness of just, you know, being by yourself. And the word of Lord gets highlighted. It gets, it gets to come upon you. The Lord brings a word to you and you just know that this is Rema. This is what the Lord has said to me. And as you, as you engage that word, faith is released and you can have what the Lord wants you to have. So we've established some things. We've established that faith is basically knowing Jesus that he died for your sins and my sins. Amen. That the Lord God Almighty made Jesus come to die for my sins. Faith says to us that, um, you know, we've, we've looked at the fact that life is beyond what we see. It's beyond the life we are living right now. There is a life outside of now. You know, faith is accepting to please God by releasing my trust and my confidence in him. Last week, you know, I came across a, 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 a definition that I said to us. I said, faith is the decision of your will to act upon what it believes, what it believes. And part of what we've also established is that faith is not mere belief. Faith is 
must always go with what? Action. You must have commensurate action going with your faith for it to be faith. Faith is not just believing. The scripture says to us that you believe that God exists and you have not done anything particular. Because even the demons believe and they, they tremble. The demons also believe. So you have not done anything particularly. Are the demons releasing their faith into God? So faith is not just believing because anybody can just believe. Anybody can just believe that God can heal me. Anybody can just believe that God can be my provider. Anybody can believe that God can protect me. But when you believe and you go a step further to act on your belief, you allowed your will to, to you, you allow your, your, um, your will to go in, in, in sync with what you believe. You act on it. We have said that faith is like hand in gloves. Amen. It is hand in glove where hand alone, it won't do the work. Glove alone, it won't do the work. But when you put your hand inside the glove, you can have a good scrub. Amen. So we've looked at the fact that um, faith has to have commensurate actions. If not, it is dead faith. If not, it will be like having body without life in it. Amen. It is dead and it does no man good. And so um, we're saying faith, with faith, you must match it up with actions. Amen. All right. At some point, we also looked at the fact that when we, when we match faith, our faith, when we match it up with actions, it allows our faith to grow. He allows it to mature because we know that there is little faith and there is great faith. There is mountain moving faith that doesn't just come. It comes as we exercise our faith. So it's one thing to have faith as you listen to the word of God, spend time with the Lord. You hear the word of God. Faith is teared up inside you. It's another thing to also allow your faith to come to maturity as you act it out. Exercise it exercise as you exercise it it comes to maturity it goes on from being um quote and unquote a child into becoming a matured adult amen all right so um over the weeks we've also seen faith like a tree that has several fruits hanging on it right we've looked at i think about 10 models of faith from hebrews um that should be like when now where did we start hebrews 3 no the walls were framed. That's Hebrews 3. So maybe like 4. Yes, by 4. Verse 4. We started looking at Abel. And we have looked at 10 of them. We've looked at Abel. We've looked at um, Enoch. We looked at um, Noah. We looked at who again? Abraham, Sarah. Uh, we looked at who again? Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. Uh, and then we came down to look at Moses. And then last week, no, two weeks ago, we looked at Rahab. Amen. So we've come a long way looking at all these lives and learning different things, different aspects of faith, you know, from different people. This morning, we'll go on into um, verse 32, but not, not, not yet. We'll come back to 32. We'll, uh, but I'm sure second service will dwell more on 32 to 40, or if we're able to get into 32, this service is fine. But today, I want to just look at something. I want to look at um, the rewards of faith. Faith has rewards. Faith has rewards. We have been looking at faith for a while and we want to tell ourselves why. Because faith has rewards. And you mustn't take your eyes away from the fact that God rewards faith. So today we are looking at the rewards of faith. 
And I want to just look at two scriptures first before we begin to get into that Hebrews 11.32. So the first scripture I want to look at, I want us to look at is Hebrews 11.24 to 26. Hebrews 11, 24 to 26, as we look at the life of Moses again. Verse 24 says, By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be, to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, he choosing, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Verse 26, Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. He looked to the words. He looked to the reward. Something happened to Moses at some point in his life that, you know, we've all, we've all read these scriptures before. He came to a point in his life where he made a decision of this is who I am, this is who I am not. He made a decision that I am not an Egyptian. At this point and going forward, you know the way um, married women do it, you get married and then after a while you are expected to, you know, do publications, right, in the daily news or daily papers, maybe like two, that um, I formerly called unknown Fumi Shosonya, hereby wish to be known as Fumi Ashaolu from now. Amen. So you are saying I'm no longer, you know, I, I do not want to, you know, be, be counted, you know, remain in this family. I hereby want to be known and counted with this family. So Moses came to a point where he said, I am no longer, I don't want, with all the pets and the luxuries of uh, being Pharaoh's grandson, he said, I don't want to be, to be known as Pharaoh's grandson anymore. I want from now going forward to be known as one of the people of God. And the Bible says that he, he, he counted of greater value, he esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in heaven, or in Egypt rather. Something happened to him. He said, for he looked at the reward. There's a reward with faith. God rewards faith. Hebrews 11, 6, 11, 6 yes, says to us that everyone, it says without faith we can't please God. And everyone that comes to God must know that he exists. Not only that, he also does what? He rewards. He rewards. God rewards. There are times that, you know, we, we do some things because we just, we're not looking at the rewards anymore. It has become like automatic. And at times we forget that there is God wants you to know that he's a rewarder. He wants you to remember that I reward faith. Every time I see a step of faith taken, every time I see an action taken based or premised on faith, I reward it. I am a rewarder of faith. God is a rewarder of faith. Faith, when you know, Moses refused royalty at some point. The way he was looking at life, the way he was judging life, the way he was calculating life took a different turn. Somebody said he started, he started, you know, he started getting introduced to the mathematics of God. He got to know how you, you look at affliction, you look at shame, you look at reproach, and you see value in it. And that is one thing that the Christians of today need to also go back to. You know, we'll later on see Hebrews 10.35, which is where we started from. I remember the first day we started this topic. I started out from like Hebrews 35, 30 or 36, 37, 38. That's where we started out from. And I was saying to us that the, the, the coming into Hebrews 11, 
we came on the background of the fact that the people of God at that point were being persecuted and they were beginning to lose touch with the fact that we must suffer for Christ. They were beginning to shy back. And so the writer of Hebrews wrote Hebrews 11 to encourage them. Moses also had always been in a place of comfort. He had always been in his comfort zone. But a season came when he chose to identify with Jesus. And in identifying with Jesus came reproach. In identifying with Jesus came struggles, came some pain, came some persecutions. But he could value it because he, he, he recognized or he remembered that as I take this journey, there is reward at the end of the day for me. There is, it's, it's as if there is nothing in it. No, there is something in it for me. God will reward. Because the Bible says he looked at the reward. He was looking to the reward. Faith has rewards. And I dare say it's not even one reward. It, it does have a lot of rewards. And I'm trusting that we'll be able to just unveil a bit of that today. The, the God has not said to us, seek me in vain. He has not said, seek me in vain. Just seek me for the fun of it. Today, as parents, as, um, you know, yes, as parents at times, you just go ahead and you do all the works, you know, to your children. Do and do. Nobody's really looking at, we don't, we don't stop to think that this thing that I'm doing, I'm doing it because of that day when my son or my daughter will be getting married and I'll be called the mother of the day. How many of us remember that? The, our world is even too fast-paced to even have space to think of that. But the truth is there is reward. You might not always remember that there is reward for teaching your children the way of the Lord. We are looking at um, raising godly children, right, at the PCG. And it's a lot of work. It's easier to provide their needs than to raise them up. You know, the cheapest of the work is to pay their school fees, as hard as that seems. Pay school fees, yes. Give them food to eat. Do subscription. Let them watch TV. Amen? If they are the age where they can have phone, give them data. Let them be by themselves. Nobody troubling anybody. Those are easy to do. You know, just look for the money. Make those things available. There is food. There is fruits. Just knock yourself out and enjoy life. That is the easiest part. As hard as that might seem to some of us. But raising them all takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to keep correcting and correcting, to keep insisting on this is how we behave in this family because we are people of God. We are not people of the world. Because for you, if you just leave them, they grow anyhow. But insisting on, no, you're not going to grow anyhow. You are growing like this. There is a pathway for our family. There is a pathway for people that belong to Jesus Christ. It's a lot of work. Amen. But there is reward for faith. There is reward for faith. Moses embraced God, embraced faith, and, you know, his life took a different son because he decided to, to reach out in faith because he saw the reward that was in, in, um, in faith. Amen. Now, the truth is, um, God might not reward your faith the way you want him to reward it. He might not reward your faith how you want it to, him to reward it. He might not reward your faith when you want him to reward it. But I need you to remember that faith has reward. If we look at the life of Moses, he enjoyed some things that we can just say as some small rewards. We'll still come on to talk about the main reward. You know, one of the things that Moses enjoyed 
he enjoyed having a part to play in what God was doing on the face of the earth in those days. Amen? He left a legacy. His name is in the books, right? We read about him, we learn about him. He was able to get in on what God was doing. He got a piece of the action in what God was doing. He got like a front row in what God was doing. He became a leader in Egypt, you know, to bring the people of, of Israel out of Egypt. Pharaoh got to know him. You know, the stories in Egypt will not get told without mentioning the name of Moses. And we can say those are just some of the small, small rewards. But the truth is, there is reward in deciding to live out your faith or, or you know, trusting God and saying I'm going to walk in faith. I want to look at Hebrews 10.35 Hebrews 10.35 this is where, uh, this is the background of um, Hebrews 11 Hebrews 10.35 says, therefore do not cast away your confidence which has a great reward. Do not cast away, do not throw away do not lose your confidence. Don't lose the boldness of your faith because it has a great reward. There is reward for the boldness of your faith that you demonstrate. There is reward for the faith in Christ Jesus that you demonstrate. There is reward for it. Don't throw it away. Oftentimes when we go through challenges in life, when you have been beaten, black and blue or maybe not really black and blue, but you have been disappointed, you have failed, we just tend to run back into our, into our, um, what was it called? Into our what? What's that thing? Our shells, yes. We want to run back. We want to leave the battlefield. We want to just get out of the battle and say, you know, let me not aspire for too much. Because you have experienced some disappointment, you have experienced some, you know, you've tried to get something, you have stretched, you have, you have stretched, you have stretched yourself, you have tried to do this and that, and it just wasn't coming. After a while, you just want to say, please, I don't want anything to do with these pains. I don't want anything to do with these persecutions again. I just want to be. Let me just lie low, and whatever comes to me is okay, I will take it. But then he was saying to them in this Hebrews 10.35, he said, don't throw it away. Don't throw away your confidence. Don't throw away your trust. Don't throw away your faith in God because he has a reward. There is a reward for it. You might have gone before and you didn't get a good result. He says, go again. Amen. You might have tried before. You didn't get what you might have pressed and stretched and you didn't get. He said, don't, don't cast away your confidence. Don't throw it away. And this, the, the word, you know, the, uh, the KJV says, don't throw away your confidence. That word, throw away, or the two words, throw away, I learned is uh, the original meaning of it. They used to use it to describe coward soldiers. Soldiers that will go to the battlefront and they will encounter troubles and then they will just throw their shields away. You know what shield is, right? The shield that used to, you know, block every dart and all that that is coming to you. But when they've experienced disappointment, um, you know, defeat and all that, the battle has become intense and tough. You see some of these coward, um, cowardly soldiers just throw their shields away and run off the battle. Run back. You know, I, I researched a bit and I, I, I learned that Spartan women, uh, women rather, you know, the Spartans, some of us have watched some of their movies, Abby, Asians, Greek, you know, they used to, you know, love fighting and they are known for their military might. I learned that Spartan women, 
usually when their husbands were going to war, will give their husbands a shield, hand it over to him and say, take, you either come back with this shield or you are brought back on this shield. On this shield. Meaning, it's either you conquer or you don't conquer, they bring you back. But don't, don't run. Don't, because the people that, when you say, don't, when you hear, don't cast away your confidence. The people that were originally being referred to, or these um, two words were used for, are people or soldiers that were, became cowards in the face of battle, and they will just throw their shields away. And when they get home, will they have the shields? No, they've thrown it away. They ran out of battle. So the women will tell their men, when they are going, take you either bring it back, meaning you came back, you come back victorious, or let the other men bring you on this. They use it to carry you home. That it fell in battle. It's a thing of prestige. Then you running back. Don't don't run home, Mo. <laughs> there is no space for you in this place. Don't come back and I don't see shield in your hand. You say I three weeks away because I was running for my dear life. Don't come to this. Just go and look for another house. Don't come here again. You know, I'm sure that their women were not that. Um, wicked but they were passing across a message they were urging their men to say defend this family defend our tribe don't be a coward don't run off the battle because there is a reward there's a reward at the end of the day they will say the the the, the father of this man of this young boy fought in battle he fought till he died and they brought him back home we've read scriptures where you know, the son of Dodo, people that stood in that field of lentils. They said he stood in that place. He fought. People fought that their hands became one with their instruments. Have you read those, those portions of the scriptures? He was the only one. The scripture said he defended the field and God brought great victory for him. He didn't throw away his confidence. He didn't throw away his shield. He didn't throw away his battle, um, his weapon of, of war. He stood there. He was the only one. A whole field of lentils he couldn't see his, his, his um, um, what's it called, fellow um, um, soldiers anymore. He was the only one. He stood defending and defending, and God saw him, and God brought victory to him. Amen. This morning, I'm encouraging you. You can't afford to be non to be nonchalant. You cannot afford to just, you know, be there and not rise up. To say you are trusting God for something huge and big in your life. Amen. You have to rise up in faith. You can't throw away your confidence. Even if you have suffered, you know, you're like Apostle Paul. He said we've suffered shipwreck. We have suffered, you know, um, no food. We have suffered famine. We have suffered defeat. People have disappointed us. People have lied against us. People have not been fair to us. Life will not be fair. Amen. Life is not cheap. Life is difficult, yes. But it can't be easy for the children of God. So you can't throw away your confidence because there is reward. There is reward for your confidence. There is reward for your confident assurance in God. So like the, like the children of Israel, there came a time when the Hebrew Christians too came out of their comfort zones because they became connected to Jesus. And life started becoming difficult for them. And they were beginning to draw back. So the writer of Hebrew wrote to them in this Hebrews 10.35. He said, guys, you cannot afford to throw away your confidence. He has a great reward. You have to hold on. You have to persevere. You can't throw away your confidence right now like, like, like coward soldiers. You have to stand your ground. If you have been beaten before, you have to go again. Amen. 
he wrote that scripture encouraging them that you have not been called to a bread and butter Christianity. I read of a man of God that said he went somewhere to minister and then he, 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 he got um, in touch with two Chinese uh, missionary women. And he was telling them, because these women used to risk their lives to enter China many years, I'm sure decades ago. They used to risk their lives to enter China to preach the gospel to people in that place. And they were, they were risking their lives because if they were caught, they might have been given imprisonment and maybe far, you know, far bigger punishment itself. But these two women were doing it every week, risking their lives and entering that place. They knew they were risking being caught, but they were doing it. So this man was just chatting with them. He now said, see, uh, I, I don't know if you people... I know you are far away from America. I don't know if you heard anything about this um, false teaching that went around in America about health and wealth gospel, where people tend to believe that if, if, if that Jesus died for us, he died to give us good health and he died to give us riches. And so, as a Christian, if you are if you are living your life. You, you, you are in, sick, in um, sickness or ailments and you have not been able to recover and come into good health. Or you are a poor Christian that there's something wrong with your faith. So he was saying to them that, did, did you people hear about that kind of um, gospel? And the two women said, they laughed and said, nobody in China, in China will believe that thing. That if you are a Christian and then you are struggling with your finances or you are struggling to get good health or you are having good, um, you don't have good life, then that means you probably have a problem with faith. Maybe your faith is lacking or something. They said, here, we, we won't believe that. Because we know that in China, when you give your life to Christ, it's, it's most likely it's like the fastest route to hardships. Yes, to persecutions, to pains. You know, I was somewhere when I was in Lagos that October. I don't know that a particular day, it felt like it was going to rain in the morning on Sunday. And I'm like, ah, God, I just said it. I was thinking aloud. Because this thing has eaten deep into all of us. I was thinking aloud. Someone by my, was by my side. I said, ah, God, please do. I hope this rain will not get to Abuja. Let it not rain in the morning. Let it rain in the evening. It was on a Sunday morning. Let it rain in the evening for obvious reasons. So that people can come to church. Because if it rained that morning, some people is just excuse. They just go back to bed, put on the TV, or start surfing on the internet. Bye-bye to church that day. And the person that heard me said, this, it's you people that are spoiling Christians this day. What is that? What was that? Rain comes, and then they will not go. That what have they believed? Who have they believed in? How have they believed? Who taught them? Who exposed them to Christ? Who introduced them to Christ? That when it becomes tough, we draw back. This is what this writer of Hebrews was saying to them. That your, your confidence, assurance in God must not be for the sweet by and by. It mustn't be for when it is comfortable to you alone. When things get tough also, you must not throw away your confidence. You must keep going. We have not been called into a life of bliss all through. Amen. Jesus told us, I think in John 16, 16, right? Yeah, 33. He said to us that you will have persecutions. You will have troubles. You will have challenges. You will have problems in this world. He said, but be of good cheer because I have overcome. That is what he said to us. He didn't tell us that we will not go through tough times and difficult times. As we will see as we get into the second, um, second, um, second service. You will realize that there are people that trusted God and did not have things smooth for them. 
So we need to remind ourselves, irrespective of the results that you get, there is reward for releasing your faith in God. There is always reward. There will always be reward. But you have been encouraged this morning to rise up and live up to the expectation of heaven upon your life. Live up to it. Live up to it. You might have faced challenges before, but live up to, this, to the, your confidence assurance in God. You want to ask yourself, what is my faith moving me to ask God for? What is my faith asking, you know, what is it pushing me to, to demand from God? What, what demands are you making from heaven? What demands are you making? Because faith will make you pray. Faith will make you go to God and ask God for things. Moses stood up and said, God, I will choose to be recognized as part of your people. And I will choose for you to use me as a liberal to bring these people. And his life blessed other people. You have been called to be a blessing to several other people. How, what is your, you, know, you can ask yourself, if God were to answer all the prayers I'm praying right now. Because some of us think we are praying in faith. But we are not just praying what is convenient. We are not daring. We are not bold to ask for big and awesome, amazing things. If God were to answer all the prayers you have been praying for the last how many weeks or months, will it make a significant difference in your life? Ask yourself and see that on that statement. Will it make a significant difference in your life? Will you be completely happy when you see it? I'm not talking, of course, even if you're happy, you will get up again and ask for something bigger and God is okay with that. But I'm saying, if he answers you right now, do you think you really be, you will feel really fulfilled and feel good that, wow, God has done it for me. Would you be that excited? Or you would just be excited because what you are asking for is just small. That when it gets done, some people might not even notice that God has answered your prayers. I want to challenge you this morning. God is not looking at him blessing you alone. He wants to bless nations through you. He wants to bless lives through you. What are you asking the Lord for? How bold, how daring are your prayers? What are you trusting him for? Faith will make you reach out for more. Faith will make you... In will make you dare to ask for bigger and more awesome things because there is a reward for it God says I'm a rewarder of those that diligently seek me somebody said expect great things from God and attempt great things for God you know when Ifeolua went to school she had a challenge with her first fact right from the second day I dropped down on Monday by Tuesday she called me and there were challenges from Tuesday all the way to Friday. And I kept telling her, I said, every morning you wake, the day before, thank God for the things he's done for you. If you can list out three, four things every day, every night, do it. By the next morning, thank him for those things he did for you yesterday. Before you start asking for anything, ask him for mercy. Hebrews 4.16 says we should come boldly, right? And ask for mercy. Mercy gives to you much more than what should come your way. Much more than what you have bargained for, what you have worked for. Amen. It's just the mercy of God. He comes and he makes extra available to you. I said, sweetheart, ask for the mercy of God. And I, I drummed it into our ears. Also expect the mercy of God. Don't just ask alone. Don't be like the disciples that prayed for the release of Peter. And when Peter came, and Rhoda said, Peter is at the door. They said, no, it has to be his angel. It can't be Peter. Ours is to pray, not to receive the answer to the prayers. So I said, pray and expect that mercy will show up the next day for you or that day. Look for mercy. So expect great things from God. 
And because you are expecting those great things from God, attempt great things for God. Attempt great things. Attempt things that will make your life, that you might, you will be interested in your life. Your life will be interesting to yourself. When the story of your life is written, you will say, in fact, me for me, I like this story. I want to keep reading and reading this story. Because you are not living for yourself alone. You are living that you will be a blessing to several other people around you. So don't ask for small things. Ask for the big things. As the Lord puts the faith in your, in your heart, rise up to it. Amen. Acts 27 verse 25. Can we take a look at that? Acts 27, Apostle Paul, see how his life reached out to other people. Acts 27, 25. Okay, it says here, uh, 25 verse 25. He said, therefore, take heart, take heart, men, for I believe God. That it will be just as I was, uh, just as he was told me. He told the people that you know they were going to have a shipwreck. They were in the midst of them, um, you know, storm and all that. And he told them, he said, "Take heart. I'm putting my faith on the line for it. For this, I'm using my faith. I've reached out to God. I've trusted God. I've prayed to God. I've asked God for His mercy. I've asked God for help. And I know that it will be done just as it was. It was told me." He stood up not for himself alone. He could bring comfort. He could bring peace to people around him. Because the, his life was not just for him alone. He asked God, not, he didn't ask for a prayer that would keep him safe alone. He said, God, spare the whole of this ship. All of us on board. Spare our lives. Second Chronicles 20.12 Jehoshaphat also, at some point, was saying to the Lord, he said, see Lord, we do not know what to do. Our eyes are upon you. Our focus are upon you. Our gaze are upon you. He, he, he was a king. He was responsible for several people. And he came, you know, challenges came at him. And he decided, I'm not going to focus on these challenges anymore. Because the, 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 the army that came against them were much bigger than themselves. But he released his faith. And it wasn't for something just more for himself alone. It was for the whole um, nation and he said to them he said to God rather he said God we don't know what to do we do not claim to know we don't know but our eyes our focus are upon you I'm, I'm, I'm giving you examples of prayers that we can pray that is just beyond it goes beyond you it goes beyond your life they are big and awesome things that the Lord wants to bring into the earth and he's looking for bodies he's looking for individuals he's looking for believers through whom he can do He's saying to us, go to your neighbors, borrow vessels, not a few. How many vessels are you borrowing? He's saying, don't borrow just for yourself alone. Can you dare to borrow for big, uh, you know, bigger vessels? Take more vessels. Because you are not looking at yourself alone. You are looking at how you, are, you can be blessed to be a blessing to other people. Amen. There is reward in your faith. And because there is reward in it, you want to reach out and um, utilize it. You want to reach out and not use it sparingly, not use it smallly, but use it lavish, lavishly. You know, trust God for great things. Trust God for bigger things. Forget the fact that this year has come. We have almost come to the end of the year. I expected, you know, big things and then nothing has come. Can you dare to rise up again and say, God, even though it is November, mid-November, 
I'm trusting you for this thing. Let the, your heart be telling you that, you know, let's just begin to close the books for this year and begin to get ready for next year. But can you tell yourself, no, it is not yet Uhuru. It is not yet time out. Amen. The end hasn't come yet for this year. A whole lot can still happen and the Lord still wants to do a whole lot. There are times that God, you know, you are saying, recently I watched, uh, 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 there was this um, um, WhatsApp something that I watched where somebody was um, running with some other people. They started on your mark, get ready, and then set out. And then he fell immediately, he stepped out, and the others ran ahead of him. And when he became okay, became strong enough to start running again, he got up and wanted to run. And then someone that will, will represent God now came and said, you know, sit down. He said, no, people have gone ahead. I had a, you know, I fell down. He said, no, he gave him a seat, he said, sit. And then he sat. Then much later, the person came and said, right now, run on your mark, set, right, go, go now. And then he ran and kept running and kept running. And then at the end of the day, he realized that it was way ahead of people that had gone ahead of him. You, there are times that you were thinking God will allow you to do some things or get some things done or achieved in the month of March, April, May, and he did not do it. And for him, it is this November or December that he wants to start doing that thing. Do you know that God is like that? When we were in the house, we moved out of, before we came to this place, look at that house. I remember that it was during the COVID lockdown. You remember, Pastor Rutimi? There was a house in front, a piece of land rather in front of us that was not built for years, just grasses. It was in the midst of lockdown, when people were at home, when people lost jobs, when people didn't make money. That was when that person started building. And you know, God spoke to me through that, through that. When I saw the house, the building coming up, God spoke and said, that is just me. He might decide not to do it when you think everything is yamfun yamfun. You know, people are, this is the time to make it. This is the time it's easier to make it. He said, no, I don't want us to be struggling with who has the glory. So when it is not easier to make it, then that's my season. So now you have tried everything, right? Okay, so can we start now? So you cannot afford to go to sleep. You cannot rest on your horse. You cannot say I've achieved something small. Let me just be content with it. Check your heart. Is your spirit content? Is the Holy Spirit asking you to slow down? Or, you know, it's okay. Just let's, 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 um, let's begin to round up for the year. There is reward for your faith. God is pleased by faith. As you step out in faith to do anything, it might be with, uh, uh, you know, concerning your health. You have been trusting the Lord from the beginning of the year. After a while, you become tired and you don't want to trust him again. You are not praying for that health situation again. You are being reminded this morning, there is reward for faith. As you step out because of faith, you say, I will dare again to pray about the situation that I've been praying for for years. I will step out again in faith. Some people came out this morning to be prayed for, not because that was their first time. Amen. You can't, you can't throw in your towel and say, I'm not doing anymore. There is reward every time you step out. God will reward faith. He might not reward you the way you want. He might not reward you the, the, when you want. But I need you to take this home this morning that God rewards faith because faith pleases God. When he sees you acting in faith, he is pleased and then he rewards you. You might not see the reward, but please take it from me. That your faith will forever get rewarded. 
And we will see, you know, in greater detail when we come in, you know, during the second, second um, service, you will see that everybody gets rewarded. God does not miss anyone except it wasn't done in faith. He catches his, he catches his eyes. He doesn't escape his eyes. He sees it. Every groan, every prayer that you make, your health, it might be your marriage, it might be a particular relationship you have been trusting the Lord for, maybe a brother, a sister, amen? You have trusted God and you are not seen. There is reward in faith. Be encouraged. Let your, your focus look onto the reward like Moses did in verse 26 of this 11, um, Hebrews 11. He looked to the reward. He looked to the fact that I know that God will reward me. You need to rise up also to say, I'm looking at the reward and I'm not going to give up. Amen. I want you to bow, bow your head and ask that the Lord will help you in any way that you have shrunk away from your faith. Because you have lost sight of, of, of the reward of faith. If there's any way that you have lost sight, any way that you were supposed to strive and you have just told yourself to calm down, you have told yourself, you know, take it easy. I want you to repent of it this morning and say, God, help me. Let, let the reward of faith, the fact that you reward every iota of faith, every step of faith, you reward every gesture made in faith, you reward every action that is, that is done based on faith, you reward every single one. Lord, let, it, let, 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 that, let that reminder, let it be there for me. Let me remember that you reward faith. You are a faithful rewarder of those that trust you, those that put their faith in you, those that don't throw away their confident assurance that what they have trusted you for will, will, will be done. Whether you have trusted the Lord for something at the beginning of the year until now it's not been done and you have dumbed it by one side, you are not asking anymore. Ask that the Lord will help you this morning. Repent this morning and say, Lord, I repent for shying away. I repent from shrinking away from my faith. I repent for throwing in my shield, throwing it away and running out of the battle. I repent, almighty God, for wanting to take it easy. I repent for asking that my life would just be like an ordinary life. God has not called you to live an ordinary life. He has called you to live an extraordinary life. He wants to put the super on your own natural. He wants you to go further. He wants you to go farther. He wants you to go stronger, you know, with the things that you have put your heart and your hands to in your life. I want you to ask that the Lord will help you. Ask for the help of the Lord this morning. Say to the Lord, Lord, I repent. I repent in the name of Jesus. I repent this morning. I repent for my lack of confidence, assurance in you. I repent for throwing away my confidence. Maybe you were holding on to like 10 things at the beginning of the year and you have, you have thrown away your confidence on 5 or 4. You want to say, Lord, I repent. Or maybe you chew your confidence away on even just one. I want you to repent of that just one this morning because it grieves the Father's heart. He wants to give to you. The word of the Lord says it is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He wants to bless you, you know, with benefits. The word says he loads us daily with benefits. But when we've cast, you know, we've cast away our confidence, we are not on the lookout for those things. I want you to repent because the Lord wants to bring in everything. The Lord does not want you to lose out on anything that he has intended for you this year 2022 I want you to ask the Lord for mercy this morning Father we ask for mercy Jehovah we ask that you have mercy upon us in every way that we have become despondently dissatisfied it's okay to be dissatisfied but you can't be despondent about it despondency is, is evil despondency says you know anything I don't want I don't know I don't care about it again no 
you need to be excitedly dissatisfied the kind of dissatisfaction that is wanting for more that wants to go again that is trusting the Lord for more that is saying God I am not satisfied that's dissatisfaction like Caleb that is saying I want this mountain in the name of Jesus ask that the Lord will help you again Father, we repent from shrinking away from our faith. We repent, oh God, for throwing in or throwing away our confident assurance in you concerning things that we have trusted you for, Lord, because it became tough, it became, it became difficult, or it has been delayed. Lord, we, are, we, we repent this morning, and I ask, oh Lord, that you forgive each and every one, oh God, that is repenting in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask, oh Lord, for strength. We ask that you will help us to rise up in faith again. Help us to rise up, oh God, and ask you again. Help us, almighty God, to be confident to ask you again, to come boldly to ask you again for those things in the name of Jesus that you have put in our hearts and that you will yet put in our hearts. We declare that our lives will be lived richly and fully, nothing missing, nothing broken in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father, for we prayed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.